It's time for a pause in your day. Welcome to a podcast where we press the pause button on our busy lives for a few moments, and we focus on God's Word with Sharon and Nicole. We pray this is a time of refreshing for you. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 120, Words of Wisdom. Sharon, what are some words of wisdom from the Bible that have guided you especially? Uh, how many verses do I get to choose? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of verses that have guided me through hard things. Mm-hmm. Well, when Ray was in the Persian Gulf War and fear and anxiety really threatened to cripple me, 1 John 4:18 kept me grounded. And that says, there is no fear in love, but Mm. perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And Mm. I just kept saying, okay, there's no fear in love. Lord, I need your perfect love here because I'm feeling the fear and it's not from you. And I know it's not healthy. Mm. So that really, really helped me then. And then we've talked about this when the girls were teenagers <laughs> and I was having a hard time losing control as a parent. I yes. really liked it best when they thought everything I said was true. I know. And it's they a were fun just time. Like, Teach me, mom. And I was so willing to do it. Mm. And then they noted that maybe I wasn't quite as perfect as they first thought I was. And <laughs> I life went downhill. So, anyways, I didn't know how always to deal with their sassiness. Mm. And I, looking back, Nicole, I don't think they were sassy as often as I thought they were sassy. Yeah. You know, I think they were just trying to relate to me uh, more as an adult, and I was not ready for them to do that. So anyways, (laughs) I literally trained myself to recite Proverbs 15, 1, before I let myself speak. A gentle answer turneth away wrath, Mm. but a harsh word stirs up anger. That's a good one. Oh, I I had to, I made a deal with myself. You have to (laughs) say that in your head before you respond. (laughs) That's so smart. (laughs) It's super helped. I recommend it because you're coming into those years, my friend. Yes, Yeah. So, and then when I was the main caregiver for Dad Gamble and the days were long and hard at times, I just loved Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Mm. This is what it says. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And I would just remind God of that verse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling really weak. I need your power. I do. And you know what? God gave it. He Mm. gave it. Oh, my goodness. So how about you, Nicole? What words of wisdom from the Bible are guiding you? Oh, I know. There's there's so many. Or in the past. (laughs) So let's see. One of my all-time favorites, um, because I have anxiety, and at times it's better and worse, uh, but I'll have panic attacks, and it's just so crippling to have them, and you feel out of control, and you feel a little crazy sometimes when they come up, and it's not always circumstantial that you have a panic attack. It's just a physical response, and the verse that has always been my lifeline beginning during middle of those uh, moments is 1 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Mm. And I would just say to myself, like, this is not from God. He's given me power and love and a sound mind. I have a sound mind. So when I was feeling completely out of control, my body was betraying me and telling me to run, there's a bear, and all these horrible things, and there wasn't. God's word was just that lifeline I clung to. Yes. But that's a very special verse to me. (laughs) Absolutely. And then for parenting and life in general, Galatians 6, 9 is huge for me. Um, I have this all through my house. 
Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Oh, and I don't want to give up on you know the daily things and my kiddos and my husband and myself, but yes. do not grow weary of doing good because sometimes good is weary. Yes, You're gardening. <laughs> anything, it's just it's hard work, especially those teenagers and those toddlers. And <laughs> every age. Yes, every age. And then I also have a verse about um, being slow to anger and <laughs> um, James one nine. You must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry. That is such a good verse. I had that in my car on a little card on my, you know, my dashboard that I would look at when the kids were all fighting and go, listen first. Yes, <laughs> Don't be angry. Yes. Don't spout off. It's so easy to do that first. It but. is. Yeah. And when we don't listen first, Oh my goodness, I have an example of that. Oh. Um, yesterday, I went to a new Hannaford's to try to get no salt tomato sauce. Okay. Because <laughs> they didn't have it in our Hannaford's, right. and I have to have no salt because right. of my Meniere's disease. It's probably hard to find that, too. It is. Yeah. And normally, when I look for it, it has like a blue um, label that oh, says yes. no salt. So yep. I look for the blue label. So mm-hmm. a man came up to me and said, can I help you find something? I said... You're out of no salt tomato sauce, too. I just looked here as well. I'm so discouraged. He said, well, would you, could you try a Hannaford's brand? I said, your Hannaford's brand has salt. And he, he handed it to me, and I pushed it back, and then I took it again, and it didn't have salt. It just didn't have the blue band. Oh. Because I didn't listen to him. And oh. so then I had to say, sir, I owe you an apology. Oh, no. I am so sorry. I did not listen because yeah. I've been studying James one nineteen as well. Yes. And I thought, here's an example. Mm-hmm. I was so sure that he was wrong because I didn't see my little blue thing. Right, what we're used to. <laughs> I didn't even let him finish his sentence and he oh, was no. trying to help me. Aww. So then he looked a little odd, like you don't have to apologize quite so profusely. <laughs> but I did have to apologize quite so profusely. Yeah. I was out of line. I know. It's so easy to be quick to anger and quick with what we think we know because oh. we know so much more than everyone oh, yeah. else. Oh, yeah. so. I knew more than the man that worked at Hannaford's. Right. Honest to Pete, Nicole, what a oh. shameful thing of me. Oh, I know. But you we were quick to to apologize. So that's huge. I was, and even you learned if, that. <laughs> even if, even if he thought it was a little odd with my apology, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but you know, part of it was having just studied that passage in James and going, "Here I am." Yep, not listening. Oh yeah. So I made chili with that no salt tomato sauce, and it was delish. Oh good. <laughs> in conclusion, well, okay, back to oh, the podcast. <laughs> Our last section in the first letter to the Thessalonians is full of verses like you and I just quoted back and forth to each other. Little wisdom-packed verses of truth and light. Honestly, Nicole, I could take one verse a week and meditate just on that one verse, trying Mm. to apply it daily and be so blessed. In fact, I really might do that in January. That's a great idea. Just so much in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, because it would be fun just to have one verse a week for, oh, I think Mm. I might do that. I love that. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) for now, let's read them. Shall we? We shall. <laughs> Why don't you start with First Thessalonians 5.12, and we will read to the end of the chapter and the book, stopping mm. at verse 28. Go All for right. it. Right, sounds good. So First Thessalonians 5, and I'm starting at verse 12. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work, and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, 
Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Just pause here. I could take a <laughs> sentence, not a verse, out of these. I know. Right? I, I mean, know. There's like three or four things in that one right, part. Right. This might take me through April. Okay. <laughs> okay. Verse 15. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Mm. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus, to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies. But test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Oh, I love that. Mm. Do you know what, though? Verse 26 translated in the New Living Translation that's the only time it's bothering me to see sisters. I don't think, yeah. you know, I should greet brothers because I'm a sister. <laughs> I know. I was going to chat about that with you later. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I, don't, I wonder what a sacred kiss was sacred back then. Sacred kiss. <laughs> yeah, because in most translations, it's greet the brothers with a, with a kiss. Oh. New Living Translation changes it to brothers and sisters whenever they believe that it really meant People, Everyone, sure. Right? But I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that one. But in my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's examine each verse one at a time. And why don't you start with verse 12? Let's go back and just dig into the richness mm. of these verses. All right. So I'll read verse 12 again. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. So this is very timely because October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? It's so special. Yeah. No. And you know, it's such a hard job. They do so much for us. They are not perfect, but they are specifically attacked spiritually because of the work that they do to minister Truth. to us. Our teachers, our pastors, and that's a, that's a big burden that they have to bear. It is. And they're always so willing to you know, encourage us, pray for us. If I call or text a pastor, never once has one said, you know, I'm just I'm having an off day. Like, just call me tomorrow. They've always been there for us in times of need. Yes, yes. And that's a big burden. That's a big responsibility. It sure so is. So I love that he's pointing that out. And to honor your leaders and just, you know, remember what a hard job they have. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes we forget. We just assume, well, we hire hired you. Right. Yeah. You're there at my beck and call for all my emotional and spiritual needs. Good grief. 24-7 for 500 people in That's our church. a lot of It's people. ridiculous. It is. Yeah. Sometimes we think we ask too much of them, really. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Well, verse 13 kind of continues it. It says, show them great respect mm. and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Aww. You know, this great respect... I have kind of a, a pet peeve <laughs> about um, sometimes I feel like some people look for fault, mm. not just with our pastors, but with Bible teachers. Oh, sure. I know we need to be careful of heresies. Mm -hmm. I know that. I know we need to be careful and not take everything everybody says as true. Yeah. 
But I also think we need to extend grace to people that say words all the time. (laughs) If 95% of their words are correct, it is possible that the 5% you heard that sounds a little off is not what they meant to say. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I have done that. I have written something, and th- and in my head it made sense. Mm-hmm. But what, it, what came out that Jan, the editor, has to fix, she'll say to me, I don't think you meant that. <laughs> and I'm but she like, gave you grace. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. I did not mean that. Yeah. Right. But she gave me grace, and right. she also fixes it. I love you, Jan. Yeah. <laughs> so... I just think we have to be careful. We need to treat those that teach and lead with great respect Mm. and not believe the worst about them. Not be like fault finders that are like, oh, let's see if they, you know, are going to mess up. Yes, sitting there specifically looking and watching for faults. That's not the same as watching for heresy. I do not believe. Yeah, it's a different category. So anyways, we're to show them great respect Mm. and we're to believe the best and wholehearted love (laughs) because of their work. They're real people with real needs and hurts and insecurities of their own. Mm. It's not like they're hardened to it when, you know, five people in a row tell them the one thing they didn't like about the sermon, right? (laughs) And don't bother to mention all the things they did, right? They're still vulnerable and Mm. we need to give them wholehearted love and, and remember they're real people. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. And then that helps us live peacefully with each other. I think when we're fault-finding, mm-hmm. that's when we stir up trouble. Yeah. And here it says right in this verse, live peacefully as much as we can. Sure. Let's not try to stir up trouble, okay? No, because that makes our job harder because we're all calling them yeah. saying, oh, so-and-so, and yeah. Oh, my live goodness. Peacefully. <laughs> can we just be nice? Can we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So 14 says, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy encourage those who are timid take tender care of those who are weak be patient with everyone so this is like almost like three different little sections in this verse it is so i think it's good he makes a clear distinction that he's not without compassion for those in true need yeah you know um however he does warn against those who are lazy but at the end he kind of wraps it up with be patient with everyone even those lazy lazy ones yeah (laughs) but i love how he points out you know encourage those who are timid and then take tender care of those who are weak. So he's pointing out the, the people that probably feel overlooked or feel yeah. not as valuable. Yeah. Um, and separating them from those who are choosing to be lazy. Yes. So it's a very it's a very complex verse there. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> like, is. Talk to those who are lazy. You know, warn them like, hey, this is not what you should be doing. But then look for the ones who truly need help and help them. I love that. Yeah, it's good. Nice he's analysis. Also wise. Yeah, so good. Um, Verse 15, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Mm. We don't get to do revenge. No. (laughs) We just don't. That's vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Mm. It's not, all revenge does is escalate anger. I mean, the Hatfields and the McCoys is the great example of, you know, 200 years later, they're still fighting and nobody even knows what the original problem (laughs) was. We just don't like Hatfields. We just don't like McCoys or whatevers. Um, We have to be really careful with revenge. Mm -hmm. The golden rule applies to this situation do unto others what you would have them do to you Mm. you know if i mean to someone on an off day i would really like them to give me grace right that would be nice i wouldn't like them to escalate and pound my face right on the one day you have a bad day exactly so (laughs) we don't pay we don't using evil to fight evil is evil 
Right. It's the same. Go. It's the same source of evil. Yeah. Right. It's not good. So don't do it. All right. <laughs> Instead, sixteen. Always be joyful. <laughs> now that's a toughie. It is. So sometimes it feels, sometimes being joyful feels easier than others. But I think sometimes we get joy and happiness confused. Um, they are very different. Happiness is circumstantial. Happiness is, oh, yay, I won something. Or, oh, yay, there's no traffic. Or whatever, my jeans fit really well today. Or <laughs> happiness is circumstantial. It can be easily True. changed. Oh, it's raining in my new shoes. Whatever. I'm picking very shallow things. But happiness can be fairly shallow and circumstantial. Yes. Joy, though. We can feel joy mm-hmm. in sorrow and in trouble. Mm-hmm. That is a difference. So God is saying always be joyful. Don't always be fake. Don't always fake happiness. And, oh, no. it's fine. You can be sorrowful, crying in the middle of a terrible struggle and still have joy in your heart because yes. you have peace and comfort from God. And that is completely different. Yes, it is. It's deep down. It is. And he doesn't expect us to have yeah. an artificial happiness. No, no it's he doesn't. It's joy that he gives. Yeah. I love that. Well, this next verse is never stop praying. And mm. interestingly, the day that I prepared this, I had just read Psalm 88, oh. which will now stick in my mind forever because oh. it is the most depressing psalm ever. <laughs> it starts out crying for help. My life is full of troubles. And it ends with, you have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. Oh, my goodness. I know. Most heavy. psalms that start sad, yeah. they kind of talk themselves out of the sad, and at the end, they're remembering yes. the good things. And it's on a good note. Right. Psalm 88 has, I mean, he's sad from the beginning to the end. Oh. But he never stops talking to God about it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, I actually see the purpose of Psalm 88. Hmm. Even if the answer doesn't come, hmm. this psalmist never stopped praying. Oh. He always ran to God, even though he was clearly in a season yeah. where he couldn't pep himself up very hmm. quickly, right? Right. And um, <clears throat> we're, we're to never stop. We're to talk to God when things are happy. We're to talk to God when things are sad. And we're to talk to God when things are sad and they stay sad. Yeah. which is Psalm 88, mm. which is now one of my weirdly favorite <laughs> psalms. <laughs> this sad, depressing psalm, it's my favorite. <laughs> oh, but I love that, though. Yeah, yeah. Because we so. don't always have to be joyful and praying and telling him. Sometimes we don't see the end, and it's right. hard. We don't. And even in the middle of the depressing, mm. we still come to him. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's so good. The, I know these three verses, I feel like, are very close, 16, 17, and 18. Mm-hmm. So 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. Another really hard call for hard times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So I think that thankfulness brings that joy that was mentioned in that earlier verse. You know, how do I always be joyful and how do I never stop praying and be thankful in all circumstances? That feels like a bit of a tall order, you know? But God wants that for us. That's his will for us who belong to him. And we don't have to be... I think to have that joyful, thankful heart, we have to always be praying. We have to pour out our sorrows to him yes. like that psalmist did, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that relationship is built with him because we're talking to Jesus. We're telling him our sorrows and mm-hmm. then he gives us the joy and then we're thankful. Yes. So and it's I, all together. Yeah. And I do believe the Psalm 88 guy, eventually, maybe by Psalm 101, <laughs> right. right? I mean, I don't know how many <laughs> psalms he wrote. He got a little peppy toward the end. Let's hope. I'm sure he did. If he's talking to God, yeah. I'm sure at some point he yeah. did find that joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always have loved um, that it says thankful in 
all circumstances, not yeah. for. Yes. I don't have to be thankful for cancer. Mm. But I need to find a reason to be thankful in a cancer journey for the good God can bring through it. That's a I great I think it's point. a good distinction. Those yes. little prepositions matter. Oh, they do. It can change <laughs> everything. So Yeah, yeah. Good point. <clears throat> so, okay, verse 19, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's easy to do, stifle the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He urges us to say something about God in a secular crowd, and we freeze. We're like, <laughs> I don't want to say it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he prompts us to forgive someone. We block our ears. I don't want to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we need to do is we need to act. When we feel that nudge mm-hmm. to call somebody, to say sorry, to say a word about God and not let, like you've talked about this, Nicole, when um, somebody says, oh, you've got such a joyful spirit. Yeah. You try to point to God with it. Right. You know, even if it's a secular person, right. that's not stifling the Holy Spirit. That's if the Holy Spirit says, who are you going to give the credit to? Right. You've, you need to do it. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's partially what that means. We get little promptings mm. to do good. Don't stifle them. Yeah. If he's prompting you, do it. Right, because then it becomes easier. That's the walking with the Spirit. Yes. And if we're always doing our own desires and our own sinful, we're going we're we're gonna to get used to listening to ourselves, who is who are louder than yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's not good. Uh-huh. So the next one is, um, do not scoff at prophecies. That's interesting. So prophecies, I feel like sometimes they're kind of warnings, and mm-hmm. obviously they're a foretelling of things to come, what's coming down the line. So I think that we need to heed them and realize that they're very important. If if Paul or another prophet in the Bible is telling us of something to come, we should listen because yes. we don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And they're giving us a like an early prep for it. Exactly. <laughs> Here's what's coming. Don't <laughs> scoff at it. Like, pay attention. This could be really important. Exactly. Don't so, blow it off. Yeah. It's yep. worth exactly. acknowledging That's them. so good. But then it kind of gets balanced with mm. verse 21. But test everything that is said. Mm. Hold on to what is good. So we don't scoff. We don't go... We listen to it, yeah. and like the Bereans and Acts, we yeah. go to the scriptures to see if what is said lines up with the scriptures. If somebody today says something. Right. So we are to test it. Not everything that's said is true, mm-hmm. but everything good we should cling to. Mm-hmm. We hold on to it, even if it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, that yeah. one's good. And then 22 says, stay away from every kind of evil. So that's pretty clear. But, you know, I think sometimes Satan's really good (laughs) at disguising evil. Like, oh, stay away from evil. I got it. I won't murder my neighbor. I won't steal. But Satan's so clever at hiding evil Mm -hmm. in something that appears to be good. So we have to be on guard. And I think that if we want to be fully aware of what is evil... It's that, it's that studying the counterfeit yes. bills. Yes, We need to, so if you need to just determine what the counterfeit or what the real one is, study the real one. Mm-hmm. And so for us as Christians to avoid evil that's disguised, we need to be in the scriptures. We need to know God's word. We yeah. need to know the truth so well that when evil sneaks up clothed in good, we go, oh, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that's good. Um, I love verse 23 because it's a blessing and I love blessings. Mm. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Mm. What a lovely thing to pray for someone. That is What beautiful. a blessing for your children or my grandchildren. I just Paul is so good at blessing. 
the people yes. he loves. He really was. And kind of stopping in the middle of a lot of heavy, hard, yes. um, like uh, spurring on things. I can't think of the word for that. Like um, exhortations. exhortations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is hard, but just here's a little blessing in between. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love He's it. so good. <laughs> And then he continues, uh, verse 24, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Wow, I love this. There's a lot in these verses. You know, it's, it's, and it's not this unachievable to-do list that he's giving us. Like you need to do this. You need to pray and be faithful and, and be loving. He's saying, God will make this happen. Yes. Isn't God that a relief? Makes, yes, for he who he is yeah. faithful to make this happen. Yeah. Oh, I just love that. We can rest beautiful. in that. Yeah. Then 25, dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Back mm. to prayer. Yep. Paul knew prayer mattered. He wouldn't be asking for prayer mm. if prayer didn't do something. Yeah. He'd seen the effects of it. And then I get the kissing one. Greet all <laughs> brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. And I was going to look up and see, like, what was a sacred kiss? What was a sacred kiss back then? How did Jewish people greet each other? It must be different than walking up and, like, you know, giving someone a big old kiss on the lips. <laughs> I'm assuming that's not it. Yeah. But I was thinking that if you're going close enough to someone to give them a kiss on the cheek or whatever, there's a real true warm affection. It's yes. like a family tie mm-hmm. where I think he had said earlier in this book, like don't pretend to love, truly love others. And mm-hmm. if you're walking up to you know your fellow sister in Christ and giving her a big old squeeze and a kiss on the cheek, she's going to know you really love her. Yes. You don't kiss people you don't like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> uh, verse 27, I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters whoa, Mm. this letter needs to be read out loud. It's that important. And Peter said in 2 Peter 3.16, don't twist Paul's words as ignorant people twist the other scriptures. So the Apostle Peter basically lumped Paul's letters with other scriptures. Wow. So even in the day that Paul's letters were written, the Christians were starting to realize the Holy Spirit was speaking through these chosen apostles. So it's got to be read out loud because these are God's words through Paul to them. That's huge. It is. That must have been a big revelation for them to realize that. Like this is... Yeah, this is more than just a normal letter. Right, because we have the Bible in its entirety, and it's just the Bible. With We know it's all good. They didn't have all of that collected together. They were starting to piece mm-hmm, it together. Mm-hmm. That would have been very but interesting. But Peter named Paul's letters he as did. Scripture. Wow, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then verse 28, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Oh, I love it. He starts with grace and he ends with grace. You know, and, that's and it's Paul. The true, yes. it's all, and he, he points back to Jesus Christ, the true grace of Jesus Christ. Like, what better yes. place to get it from than him? Yes. <laughs> and that also, after all the the wor- the things to do, yes. is so good to remember. Oh, yeah, that's grace. So God, grace. God forgives us if we mm. don't do all the things we're supposed to do. Right. So, oh, my goodness, Nicole, we have hardly any time for our last three questions because this was so rich. <laughs> There's so much in it. So, my favorite verse, real quick, was verse 24. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Yes. Amen. That's what I picked too. <laughs> I well, love it. Well, that was nice and quick. Good. It was. Perfect. <laughs> and it's a wonderful verse because we really have to trust him for all these things. Absolutely. Um, what did you learn about God from this passage? Oh, he is faithful and he cares about our hearts and he wants us to be joyful and thankful. He does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically me. Um, God can make me holy and blameless. Mm. Only he can do this, but yes. he can do this. Yep. Um, he's also the God of peace. 
and has extended grace through Jesus' sacrifice. Mm, all good things. Yeah. And what did I learn about living wisely in troubled times? Mm. Oh, so much. So much. Don't stop <laughs> praying, even when yeah. the times are troubled. Yep. Um, don't stop being thankful, even when things aren't great. Mm-hmm. Don't stop being deep down joyful, yes. not fake happy. Um, keep on living and loving no matter what, what's going on around you. You s- just keep doing the good things. Mm, that's, that's, good. that's what I got from this because he's talking to people in troubled times. He's telling them to keep doing all this stuff. Yes, and their times were troubleder than ours are. Right. I know. They had a lot of trouble going yeah. on. I know. So I put somewhat similar, rest in God for his help in our spiritual growth. It's not all on us. Rest in God for his help. Um, And then he's so compassionate. He sees the tiny details and the people who feel tiny, you know, the timid and the weak and the lonely. His care and his love for us is just so amazing. It really is. I'm glad you noticed that part. That's right. God's like, watch out for those timid ones. I know. And the weak ones. They just, they feel overlooked. He sees them and he called them out specifically. I just, I love his compassionate heart. I do too. Oh man, that was beautiful. I got to do more with this passage because I just... (laughs) I can't get over the richness of it. I just Mm, can't. It's great. Well, let me pray for us. Mm. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that you love the timid and the weak. Thank you that everything Paul tells us to do here, these things are for our good. Mm. These things are to bring us joy. We are so grateful, Lord, for your word your living word that teaches us how to live. Father, help me remember when I'm like, what do I do, what do I do, to just go back and read this passage because you give so much instruction on how to live well. Mm. Help me to remember, Lord, that no matter how troubled the times are, the rules don't change. We're still supposed to be kind. We're still supposed to be patient. We're still supposed to treat our pastors with respect. Oh, Father, thank you for this passage. Thank you for the way you teach your children. And thank you for your grace, because we surely do not always get it right. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this journey through Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. It's been a rich journey, and we've learned a lot about living wisely in troubled times. Are you enjoying this series? We'd be so honored if you would take the time to leave us a review on your podcast app so that others can find this podcast. Please share us with your friends. Write to us anytime by going to sweetsela.org slash podcast. You can also email us at Sharon at sweetsela.org. We love connecting with our listeners. It's a real encouragement to us. We start the second letter to the Thessalonians next week. Join us then for episode 121, Growing in Faith and Love. Until then, may the words of wisdom we read today stay in our hearts and enable us to live wisely in these troubled times. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.